Hey, Drew Dixon, back with you for another Bible Thump, and we're going to read a rather lengthy section of Romans, um, but I think it's really beautiful, and if you can get in your head what this is about, um, it could really be a game changer for you. So before we dig in, I want to preface it with some thoughts on how we tend to view our worth as human beings, especially in in this day and age, especially in maybe in the West too, in the United States and Great Britain and so forth. Um, we have this inward sense, all of us as human beings, that our worth is wrapped up in what we do. Um, that if you want to be great in the world, find a great thing to do. <laughs> like find something amazing and go out and accomplish it and prove to the world that you're great, right? Um, and we, 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 our value is, is often wrapped up in our accomplishments and what we do. And consequently, there's a lot of people who hate themselves today because they feel like they haven't measured up. They haven't done enough. They haven't accomplished much. And maybe it's not even just accomp accomplishing much. They feel like their past failures have defined them. Uh, we live in a very high-pressure culture, high-pressure economy. Um, people today are working multiple jobs, right? They're, um, everybody is clambering, like, day in, day out, working their butts off to prove that, that, that they're great and, and to build for themselves a platform that is a monument to their, their worth and their value. We've all been sold this idea by social media that we need a platform, right? That we need a voice, that we need, um, that you're a brand. That's what social media tells, tells you. You're a brand, sell yourself to the world. And we're all trying our best to sell ourselves to the world. And for most of us, let's admit it, let's be honest, for most of us, it's not working. What we're selling to the world, only a fraction, for most of us, only a fraction of the people who are watching what we're selling to the world are buying it. Most people don't care. For every ninja out there or every um, Mr. Beast or whatever, like there's a million people like us, at least a million people like us, probably more like a billion people like us, not really. Well, there's several millions of people like us who are kind of average, kind of normal, um, not measuring up to our own dreams of what we could be or what we would like to be. So in the face of that, the message Paul's been preaching has been building up to this, really to this moment in Romans chapter 4. All of Romans has been building up to this point where, where, where Paul says, look, Abraham was justified by faith. And you're like, what does that matter? I don't care. Who, who's, who is Abraham even? Well, Abraham is the father of the Jewish nation, right? And, and here's, what, here's what Paul wants us to know. This guy who's the father of the Jewish nation, the representative of God's covenant with Israel, his, his determination to have a special, personal, intimate relationship with that nation that he had with no other nation, it, he's the guy who represents Israel, right? He represents God's people. And this guy, here's how he had a relationship with God. By faith. Not by platform. Abraham had a relationship with God by faith, not by platform. And that is the good news of the gospel. 
All right, I'm going to read Romans 4. Um, I said I was going to read a long portion, but as I think about it, maybe I'm just going to read a short portion. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to see where the Spirit leads, okay? All right, Romans 4, starting at verse 1. Not verse 1, sorry. We read that last week. Last time was Romans 4, 1 through 8. So now I'm going to start Romans 4, starting in verse 9, okay? Romans 4, 9. Is this blessing only for the circumcised then, or is it also for the uncircumcised? For we say faith was credited to Abraham for righteousness. In what way then was it credited? While, while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Was it not while he was circumcised but uncircumcised? It was, sorry, it was not while he was circumcised but uncircumcised. All right, let me, let me just unpack that a little bit. When we talk about righteousness, we're talking about um, right standing with God. We're talking about being close to God. We're talking about living a life that that measures up to God's goodness and, and glory and holiness, right? And he says, here's who's righteous. Well, Abraham was righteous because he had faith, okay? And was he credited this righteousness? Was he, was he given this right standing with God uh, when he was circumcised or uncircumcised? All right, I'm not going to get into the particulars of circumcision. Like, you probably know what this is. And if you don't, um, ask your mom or dad. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it with that joke. Um, but you probably know what this is. I'm not going to dig into it. But, but what it was was a physical sign of, of being a member of God's covenant people. You got circumcised to demonstrate you were part of the people of God, that God had chosen you as a symbol that you were his, that you belonged to him, that you're his special set-apart people. And so Abraham's pointing out that it wasn't this act that every young boy had to go through that made you a part of God's people. No, for Abraham, who's the representative of all of, of Israel, of God's people, for Abraham it was faith, not works, right? That's the point. And what they, In what way then was it credited? Verse 10, while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? It was not while he was circumcised, but uncircumcised. Verse 11, for he received a sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he already had by faith while still uncircumcised. This was to make him the father of all who believe, but are not circumcised, so that righteousness may be credited to them also. And he became the father of the uncircumcised, who are not only circumcised, but also who follow in the footsteps of the father of the faith of our father Abraham, and while he was still uncircumcised. Had while he was still uncircumcised. All right, what's Paul's point? He's saying it was never, right standing with God was never granted by what we do. It was never granted by jumping through the hoop that gets you into the club. Right standing with God has ever and always and only been a gift that you receive by faith. You can let go of platform. You can let go of trying to earn God's love. You can let go of worrying about how many social media followers you have. You can let go of all that because it's not what defines you. But guess what else? Here's some really good news. You can let go of all the many reasons you hate yourself and feel like God could never love you. God would never accept you. God would never forgive you. God doesn't want you. You can let it go because guess what? Abraham hadn't done a thing to earn God's affection. God chose to love him and invited him to faith. And that faith radically 
transformed him. One of the most beautiful aspects of the gospel is that God not only sees our brokenness, he not only sees our moral failures, he sees those things, but he runs at them. He meets us in our deepest brokenness. So whatever it is that you look at your life, you think, I'm a failure. I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't, I don't measure up. God can't be on my team. He can't be for me. He can't be in my corner. He cannot possibly welcome me. Here's what you need to know about, about God. He credits righteousness by faith. He sees you. He loves you. He knows exactly who you are and invites you. He wants to meet you in your brokenness. That's the only place we can meet God. Try to meet God with your platform. Try to meet God with your effort. Try to meet God with all your accomplishments and achievements. And guess what? He doesn't care. He's not impressed. But you know what he is impressed with? You. Just as you are. He doesn't need the accomplishments. He doesn't need the track record. He doesn't need to see your CV or your resume. He doesn't need any of that because he sees you. He knows exactly who you are and invites you still. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and you will find rest for your souls. Why won't you come? Why won't you see that God's not done with you? Not offended by your brokenness. But he wants to meet you in it and heal you and help you see the value you already have. You have so much value because God made you in his image and he invites you to experience his righteousness. And guess what? When we do, when we're credited this righteousness by faith, he makes that righteousness a reality. Meaning, once you receive that righteousness by faith, he invites you into this beautiful new life where he begins to help you take steps to start walking in that type of righteousness, to body, embody his values, his way of seeing the world, his integrity, his goodness, his love. So then this beautiful transaction that we get where we have bring nothing to the table and we get grace by faith, um, that beautiful transaction is something we get to embody and represent to the world around us and help them see how much God loves them and how he invites them into this beautiful relationship. Isn't that amazing? You have value because you belong to God. He made you and he wants you back. Let's run it. See you next week.